If you're looking for success, it's in the details. Small hinges move big doors. And now your host, Karen Allen. Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new show, In the Details with Karen Allen. I am your host, Karen Allen, (laughs) and I am here today with Cece Meese. We are going to jump in and just kind of have a a get-to-know-you session. I know that you all have been used to hearing some different hosts in the past who've had amazing humans who have walked you through some phenomenal stories, great lessons and learning. Uh, Shout out to Madison Piper. We hope that you are doing well. But I know that this is a new voice. You're going to get to know me through the interviews that we experience together. I will be hearing and learning live with you. Um, but I want you to also get to know a little bit about me. And it would be weird if I just sat here and talked. <laughs> so Cece and I are going to have a little bit of a convo. And I hope that through this, you will not only get to know a little bit about me and my story, but also my heart and my hope for this show. So Cece, thank you for hanging out with me today. It's so great to be with you. Karen, so happy to be here. Um, you know, I'm so excited for the evolution of this show and, and, and what this audience can come to expect from this. I think it's so important to, to be talking about the, the small things that make the big things, those small steps that turn into big steps and how that translates into success. I think there's so much that happens when we see someone at, say, level 100 and we're at level 10 and we're like, how do we get from here to there without feeling overwhelmed by that whole process? So, so excited to jump in with you with this. Yes, yes. And when I was thinking about, okay, what do we do with this show? I thought about exactly that. We look at folks and, and their success and we just see, you know, where they are today. We have no idea everything that they had to fight through everything that they had to overcome to get to this place. And while we should always, you know, support and applause someone's success, I don't want us to overlook the details that really build up to what we see today or, or, or where we see them go in the future. And I do think there's a ton of value, even just knowing my own story and kind of diving into those nooks and crannies, you know, those hidden gems, because that's inspiring stuff, man. Like just to know that from one human to another, it's messy, it's hard, it's unpredictable, but we can still prevail. You know, we can still flourish in the midst of all of that. I don't know, man, I think it's going to be something special. So, so yeah, l- let's jump in. Let's talk a little bit about, um, if it's okay with you, I think maybe it'd be helpful for us to tell everybody that first we related over volleyball. Okay. Cece and I hopped on this call, right? Cece? <laughs> Yes. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and the reason that I'm bringing that up is because we have, you know, not really had the chance to get to know each other, but in the first two minutes connected deeply through something that is just special to, to both of us. Um, but there's so much more to a story, right? Nobody's just going to see CC and say, Oh, she's a volleyball player. No, they're going to hear so much more about your world travels and the things that light you up. Um, and same thing with me. I hope that we can kind of uncover some of those things of like what makes me who I am and what I hope to to bring to this show for you listeners. Well, and, you know, you bring up a great point. There is so much about, Karen, what you've been doing over the past uh, the past several years of of connecting on a human level with people, of showing what makes people human and why that is so important to showcase. Tell us a little bit about where you got started and, and how that brought you to where you are today. Yeah, I didn't think I would be here doing this. I had no idea. I I wonder how many people actually like knew, like that's definitely the direction I was taking my life. Uh, That was not me at all. 
you know, my background, actually, uh, my professional background is um, in HR. And the reason I even started in HR was just because I like to help people. I love to talk. As a matter of fact, when I was choosing my major in college, my parents were like, why did you choose communication? I said, I don't know. I like to talk. <laughs> so that served me well. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> but when I started in HR, it was really that desire to help people to find a career that spoke to them, you know, a place where they could uncover new talents, but also dive into the things that bring them energy. So I started in HR, my background very specifically in recruiting. But when I was in recruiting, I would always get pinged to do some sort of like leadership development and talent development. And I love that. Um, so I had a little taste of, of the training world and the, and the organizational development world until 2013. At the time, I was working for a national home building company. I was recruiting for their Southeast region. Uh, married to my husband, Richard, we had a, a blended family with two kids and as a recruiter, for the most part, you're working, you know, during those normal office hours. But when you recruit for high level positions, then, you know, VPs and execs, they're not, they're busy during the day. <laughs> they're not doing phone interviews, even when they are looking, they are very uh, rarely can they do a phone interview during the day. So one particular day I had to schedule some of these executive level interviews from home and my husband, Richard, was a newly established CrossFit owner. So he was in the entrepreneurial journey, which I had, again, no idea that I would be in a few years time. Um, but his background, you know, being a former basketball player, um, loving to help, loved helping people through their physical transformation. He was thriving as a new CrossFit owner. So this particular day, though, everything in my life changed because when I went home and started doing these interviews, unbeknownst to me, the next couple of hours were going to take my life down a completely different path. Um, and I will share the story here. There's a little something like this, but I'm, I will tell you listeners, I'm going to give you some here, but you will continue to hear more of the depth of my story in future conversations as I have more um, conversations with, with guests. But at the time when I was on the call interviewing the first candidate, I noticed that my cell phone was going off and it was someone from, from the gym. And when I answered the call, she was screaming. I had no idea what she was saying at first. And then finally she said, shot, but I didn't fully comprehend what she was saying. And so I knew that Richard had been shot. I didn't know what the end result was, but I knew I had to get to the gym as soon as possible. So I quickly got off the phone uh, with the candidate who actually, crazy enough, Cece, he was on hold when I answered the call from the person on the gym. Mm -hmm. So like even that moment of me having to calm my voice enough to get back on the phone with this gentleman and tell him like, you know, we'll be in touch with next steps and like get off the phone with him hurriedly. It's one of those things where, you know, in the details, right? You just never know what someone is going through. I, in that moment, mm -hmm. he had no idea the news that I had just received. Um, but after hearing that, I rushed to the gym and once I got there, um, it was just, it was chaos. You know, there were people from the community, people, first responders, people who I knew, others who I didn't. And uh, once I got there, one of the police officers told me that someone had walked into the gym while my husband was teaching his CrossFit class. They shot him three times and he died instantly. And he, he never saw it coming. Um, <sighs> hearing that news, as I'm sure you can imagine, it... it rocked everything in my world. 
I, I share this a lot when I do keynotes, you know, the, the response once I heard that was to retreat behind a bush and I was just rocking back and forth. And all I could say to myself was, this isn't real. This isn't real. This isn't real. Like, I don't know if you've ever had one of those moments where all of a sudden you get some sort of news and you're like, I cannot believe this is life, right? It's just, it's indescribable. It's indescribable. Um, but ironically, that was only the beginning of a very tough year because I ended up losing not only Richard, but I lost my house, I lost my car, and I lost my job. And in this one year, I started from ground zero. And what's so crazy about it is like we were on the build. You know, we were doing all of the things, checking all the boxes, if you will, living life normally, trying to do our best, all of that. And then boom, it just all comes crumbling down. Um, so that's the, that's the place where I started. And, and it was in my grief where, and there's a lot to this, but, but again, the, the short version, the abbreviated version for, for right now, um, is I had a moment when I looked at my son and it was like, you know, when you're on a plane and they say, put your oxygen mask on first before you help others in the event of an emergency. Like that felt very real to me. That felt very, very real to me because I wanted to be a healthy mom. You know, I wanted to be a happy mom. I wanted to be a whole mom. And I just couldn't see how that was going to be possible given the circumstances. And I had to fight for that. I had to fight really hard and I had to anchor myself one moment at a time, making really intentional decisions. And sometimes those decisions were like, yep, I'm going to lay here and I'm going to cry. <laughs> and I'm just going to keep on crying until I don't have any tears left. And, and that was necessary, but it was just as necessary for me to dig in and pick myself up because I needed to put my oxygen mask on first, especially because the love of my son was so for my son was so overpowering that I refused to be defeated. Like, I was like, I'm not going to let that monster take both parents from my son. Not going to happen. Not his story. And I think that determination was really the momentum that I initially needed to start rebuilding my life. And so from that point, you know, I, I tell people you never stop grieving. You just learn how to manage it in your life. Um, and so my hope is going through such a tragic experience and having learned so much through grief, honestly, man, the human experience is wild, but I feel like there's this universal truth that we all know, despite the differences in our stories. And that universal truth does come up and, and it challenges us and it exposes parts of us that we need to grow through, but more specifically in the midst of hard times and in the midst of us like pushing ourselves, right? Whether we're going um, for something that's career wise or, or whether we're trying to overcome like a health um, ailment. It's like when we're pushed, man, if we, if we really build the tools and the mindset, when we feel stretched or, or stressed, or we're facing a hardship, I've just learned from personal experience that that's fertile ground for growth. And so my hope is through my own story is to, you know, share what I've learned through grief. Uh, I built my brand, not around grief, but around growth. And I love to talk about the human potential and the human mind very specifically. And all of that comes from my personal experience coupled with, which I found fascinating, like science. Science shows us that humans can flourish in very beautiful ways. And I hope to make those 
conversations more palatable and kind of like feel like we have coffee chat with our girlfriend while we're talking about some really rad stuff. <laughs> and through that, we continue to evolve and, and really just become the best versions of ourselves. Because I, man, I just believe that like when we become better, we make the people around us better. And that's how we make the world a little better too. So yeah, it was longer than expected, Cece, but that, that's my story in a nutshell. That is how I got here. You know, as audience, as you can hear, this is exactly why Karen is the perfect host for this show. I mean, talking about what it means to be 100% human, um, coincidentally, the name of her brand, not coincidentally. Um, you know, how can we share that experience? How can we have that lived human experience that allows us to lift up others and not necessarily through grief, it can be through happiness, through success, through hard times. And all of those things are ways that we can connect with each other as humans and help us each reach our individual goals um, and really just get through life. I mean, through the ups and the downs that are inevitable and seemingly always happening when we're in build mode. Karen, as you mentioned, it's it seems that when things are going really well, that's when life throws that very inevitable, horrible curveball at us and we have to learn how to manage it. And usually we have to learn how to manage it without any prior experience. And sometimes we feel really alone in that. And if something like this podcast can help us help anchor us to some other person's experience, then, you know, that's a little breath of fresh air, a little light at the end of the tunnel for us. Absolutely. We have so much to learn from one another, right? Again, going back to the human experience, the details may be different in our story, but the experience is the same. The highs, the lows, the question marks even. I mean, I think that's what's so fascinating is that we can be so radically different, yet so similar. And so in these stories that, you know, we talk to uh, or will talk through with guests, it's really about, I guess, shining some light on the areas of growth that may not always come to light because we're usually sharing like the end result, right? Not the entire process, but there's so much value in that process. Like the things that I have learned on my experience of growing as a keynote speaker, growing as a single parent, even how about coupling those being a business owner and being a parent, <laughs> all of those things have just brought so much wisdom. But when we go through hard times, it's very common for us to isolate because, at least for me, my truth was I wasn't sharing all of the hard parts of my story because I didn't want to be an emotional burden to anyone else. And I mean, how many times have we done that, right? We're like, no, I'm okay. Or someone extends help and you're like, nope, I've got it. When really you're like, actually, I do need this help, you know? And so vulnerability, vulnerability is a very tricky thing because it, it puts you in this space where you have to show parts of yourself that it's not just about... Maybe part of it is ego. Oh, I don't want to show that part of myself because I should look like I have it all together. I should be at the finish line or, or I wish I was further or I wish I could be further faster. All of that. Yeah, that may be a little bit of ego, but I think some of it is also because we genuinely don't want to burden other people with our problems. So I think we could possibly maybe shift a little bit that vulnerability perspective to say it's not that I'm being vulnerable because I'm here to dump on you. I'm open to being vulnerable because I hope that we can share through our similarities some experiences that could help you where you are, right? That, or that maybe you've been feeling something inside and then you hear someone else's words or you hear their stories or, or their gems and it crystallizes something inside of you that's already been bubbling up. Man, I can't tell you how many times that has happened for me. And I'm so grateful for those experiences. 
But the more that we share our stories from this space of openness and connectivity, then we all win. We all win and we will get further faster. And I also think that that's the uniqueness of what we just went through in the past couple of years. You know, it kind of level set that everybody is going through something because we all went through the same storm together, right? (laughs) Yes. And I think that's such a big part of, I think everyone got a little taste of what it means to kind of, to to feel connected in something. And that to me is the silver lining of what has happened over the past few years is that we've connected in ways that we've never have before. It started out because we have to, you know, companies that were needed to go fully remote and learn how to do that on the fly, Uh, families that needed to connect long distance, friends who needed to connect long distance, a lot of, I mean, obviously universities, you're having to learn online. Parents had to learn how to help navigate their child going through school online. All of these things have, have prepared us, unfortunately, for, you know, for, for growth. And it, out of that came some really big changes that maybe needed to happen anyway in how we're looking at our lives, how we're looking at how our lives interact with work, with school, with friends. We're really looking at everything and saying, what, what should be taking the most of my time? And what are the little details of my life that mean the most to me that I want to hold on to and expand and make a focal point in my life? Yes, exactly. I mean, so in the detail, right, in the small moments, if you could think back over the past couple of years and maybe think of one of those small little things that bubbled up, it was unexpected, but it came throughout this time or or during this time and it came because of this time, what would you share as one of maybe one of your own hidden gems or or pearls of wisdom um, or even just triumphs, right? A test and a, a test of your will and a triumph of overcoming that. What's something that pops up for you that was really personal? You know, I've been traveling full time since 2017. We, I've been doing the digital nomad lifestyle, as they say. Um, loving before every it was minute cool, of huh? it. <laughs> before it was cool, right? Um, and it's been a blast. Don't get me wrong, but with it, of course, with that lifestyle comes immense challenges and and to be honest, immense loneliness at times. You have to learn to kind of be in a new place and meet new faces at every stage. Um, we were moving pretty quickly and you know, a lot of times you don't really know anyone except the person you're traveling with and maybe a few people you meet along the way. And what the past couple years of being grounded physically, because I had to be there, you know, travel wasn't an option there for a while, is I reconnected in ways with people that I didn't even think was realistic for my lifestyle anymore. And it, it slowed me down and made me think about where am I putting my time and how do I want this lifestyle to be sustainable so that I'm addressing my relationships while still living the life that I want to live and still can choose to live. And so I've changed how I travel. I've changed how quickly I travel. I change what I do when I'm there. I change how I might meet people there. I've opened myself up in ways that I never really thought was possible for me. And that happened because that those were kind of taken away from me. I was, I was forced into kind of loneliness and solitude. And I thought, wow, I'm really missing this. And I took it for granted when I had it. Um, And so one of the things that we really do is um, we go introduce ourselves to people, to strangers. And that is something you asked me that a year ago, I would have said, "Um, absolutely not. I'm very (laughs) shy. I am very introverted. You may not know this from a podcast, but I'm pretty shy in person. Um, You know, but it's like, if, if you take that thing away, it puts it in perspective and you say, you know, life is short. Time is precious just do it. Just go say hi. And I've made so many wonderful connections with people that I never would have had the opportunity before. And it just opened me up to a lot of new experiences. That's a really good point that sometimes our growth is forced, but it's still a choice. 
it's still a choice because, and man, this is like so big for me, the power of choice. You could have been in that situation and chosen a completely different response. And that would have made a completely different outcome or impact, right, on your life. But the way that we respond to what's happening actually leaves that lasting impact. That's what makes the ripple effect. That's what decides, ultimately decides if you will remain stuck or if you will continue to move move forward. One of the things that I hated hearing as a young widow, I mean, I was 29 when I was widowed. It was ridiculous. And I'm like, I was just thinking like, who else is widowed? I didn't have anybody around me who was going through the end of life. We're all at the beginning of life of stuff, you know? And I remember thinking how isolating that was, but I knew that I had a choice that I was either going to let this term widow define me, define me, define how I live, define how I interact, define my brand. And I remember even fighting against people who were trying to project what they thought my brand would be by using this term. And I was like, no, man, I get to choose. I get to choose like how I respond to this or what I create from this or or what I want to do from here. And one of the most telling moments for me in, in how I was going to respond to something that seemed really unfair and was completely out of the blue um, is when I was let go from my job because it was a year after Rich died. Um, it was sudden. I walked in on a Monday and was all of a sudden let go. And like no hard feelings, because honestly, I feel like that was the push I needed. I would have never taken that jump myself. You know, I never would have taken that risk because now as a single parent, I need to make sure that I have everything buttoned up, right? I'm the only one. I'm the sole provider. But when I was fired, I walked down to my car, had my little box of stuff, and I was crying, sobbing. I don't know if you've ever cried so hard where like your neck and your jaw hurt. <laughs> that was one of those situations for me. I'm like, oh, look, my, my nose, my eyes, my everything. I was just like, oh, I'm a mess. But so I'm sitting there and I'm bawling my eyes out. And in my head, I'm like, Karen, you're such a loser. Look, you can't even hold a job. Like, how are you going to do this as a single parent? Like, and then I started thinking, well, why is all this happening? Why did I deserve this? You know? And so I'm just spiraling. I remember this so clearly. I was just on a downward spiral. And there was this moment where I just interrupted. I just interrupted that thought cycle. And I thought, well, hold on. Like, what do I actually want to do from here? And I thought, okay, well, one thing I could do is I can go find another corporate job. I could go just, you know, do what I need to get those benefits. But then I realized, and this is what bubbled up. And I think when we create some space inside of us to really respond in a more skillful and thoughtful way, that's when we tap into our, um, our inner guide, you know, not just the inner critic. We have an inner guide too. We got to quiet the critic enough to listen to the guide. And so in that moment, as I was like just breathing and letting the, the, the tears flow and I opened up my mind enough to say, well, what else could this be? How else can I respond? What else should I learn from this? That's when the answer came. And it was like, no, I want to create a life career included. Sometimes we don't think about this, right? We just think about the career. We don't think about how our career, you know, plays into the life, the lifestyle that we want. So I thought I want to create a lifestyle where I can always put my son first. I'm going to be the best darn single parent that I can be. I need the freedom. I need the flexibility to like always respond, you know, pick up the phone when the nurse calls and says that he needs a parent to come get him. I'm that parent. Oh, it's your birthday. I'm there with cupcakes. Oh, we we need to, you know, go in a little bit late because you're not feeling good. No problem. Let's take it slow. Like I need to be all of that for my son. And it was like, 
I knew I could get the corporate job. I could just go, I could apply, I could go that route. But when I checked in, kind of like how you did, like when I checked in and I was like, wait, how should I respond in a way that is going to benefit me and the goals that I have for my little family now? It was like this whole new space of possibilities started to open up inside, you know? And how often do we get stuck in our normal routine and then we don't make a change? Or how often do we get stuck in societal norms and we just start to live our life and construct things around that when we know that there's something inside of us that's trying to pull us in the direction that we really need to go because that's where we find fulfillment. That's where we find excitement. That's where we find joy, you know? And again, for everybody, it's so different. But when we find ourselves in a hard space, I really think that when we get quiet enough, when we go inward, when we start to... um really calm our mind in a way. And there's tons of tools. We'll, we'll talk about all this. Don't worry, guys. I'm not leaving you hanging. <laughs> this is stuff we'll dive into. But what I want to, I hope you take away from this is the hard times are not there to defeat you. They may be there to put you on a different path that is still a path forward. And one that you would have never chosen for yourself, or maybe that you would even expect that you would be down. That's me. I never expected this. And to be quite honest, I probably wouldn't have chosen this. No, I wouldn't have chosen this because this came on the end of a tragedy. So I would have never chosen this route if I knew what I had to go through to get here. But we don't always have a choice in life. There will be things that are outside of our control. But what is within our control, the choice that we do have is the way we respond to it. And the way we respond, man, I love to hear how you just said that. It was like, I just took a second to ask like, how do I want to live through this? What do I need to do? What, how do I need to adjust? And when you do that, oh my goodness, it's just going to, it's going to open up a world that you probably never thought existed only because we were limited by the things that we knew instead of stepping into the unknown with excitement. You're touching on so many great points here and so many ways that this show just gets me really excited for what's in the future. Um, the little details, the things that make up the human experience are rarely what we get to see on the internet, even in real life, even in talking to people, you touched on this. I mean, when you introduce yourself to someone, they ask what you do, your job yeah. leads the discussion. And that is the culmination of your identity. And clearly it's not, it obviously isn't. There is so much more to us than, than our job or our occupation, or even what makes us parents or spouses or anything like that. There's so much more to us in those little details of life. And I'm so excited to jump into that. I want to talk a little bit about the show structure and what people can expect. You know, we're going to certainly have interviews with some wonderful, amazing people learning about the, the little details that make up who they are as a person but we're going to mix in a few other projects along the way in between those interviews. Let's touch on that. Yes. So we have this great idea and I was fortunate enough. I experienced this as a guest one time and it was really fun, but how about we get some glimpses in the day-to-day -day life? You know, people, again, we see what we post on social media or we see whatever, or, or we hear what someone tells us. <laughs> but there are moments in our day that are insightful and they're impactful. And so we thought, wouldn't it be fun if we asked our guests to just hit record? Like, just pick up your phone. It's close to you anyway. Hit record. Capture a moment that is either you in your flow while you're working, or maybe they're going to be in flow parenting 
or maybe it's going to be something completely unexpected and the listeners and myself will all be surprised together. <laughs> I can't but, wait. <laughs> yes, yes. But I find so much value in that because when you really look at someone's day, it's not all that we think that it is. You know, we have a very limited perspective of how we think someone lives their life. And I'll tell you a, a personal example. I asked my best friend this the other day, mainly because I was like, am I the only one? Um, but I said to her, because I could tell she was tired. And I was like, hey, do you ever take naps during the day? And she was like, absolutely, like when I can. And I was like, okay, me too. And also you look a little tired. So maybe you should go take like a 20 minute nap. But how many successful people are actually like saying, oh, I definitely take a nap and this is so important to how I operate. We don't know because what we usually see on social media is the grind. You got to hustle. You got to go hard. Like, no, I'm going to give you some advice. Take a 20 minute nap, <laughs> come back to it. But that's because, again, I think it, it's all about the moment, the snapshot that we share. And we think that that's the whole story and it's not. Like, let's share the other parts of our story that have contributed to our success, that contribute to our well-being, that contribute to, you know, our, our, our mental state even, whether it's a, a nap or whether it's a growth moment that you had with your kid. I'm a mom of an 11-year-old. Let me tell you, the preteen years, my son is a good kid and the preteen years are still no joke. So I'm like, can somebody share some insights on that? <laughs> let's get into the details of also parenting, right? But it is in those little small moments, sometimes even the quiet moments, when you do have an insight pop up and you feel, man, I, I want to share this with someone. Like, I hope we get some of those as well from our guests because they're precious. They are so precious. And we can be really busy with life. You know, we have long to-do lists. We have all of these activities that we need to, to shuttle people to or, or other obligations ourselves outside of work that we commit to. We have so much going on. But I think that those small moments, those quiet moments, the, the times that people don't see, there's a lot of value there. And so that's what I hope that we can share from our guests as well. I think if I had to sum this up, to me, this podcast and the, and the vision, Karen, that you have for this is a rejection of toxic hustle culture and a permission to breathe. Yeah. And I just love that so much. Yes. All this toxic nonsense. Like, no, thank you. No, thank you. And I'll tell you, you know, we will talk about some, some hard moments even because like we just talked about, those are, those are fertile places for growth. But what we're also going to talk about. And when I think it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, we just have to, just have to be open about this. When you come to this show, be open to learn something that is radically different than the way that you think, because part of us learning, part of us evolving, part of us you know, becoming the best version of ourself is also going to be unlearning, unlearning some things. And in this world where negativity is so loud, I hope, I really do, that we can learn to amplify the good, that we can unlearn some of the behaviors that come with like, let's keep talking about this nonsense or, or, or let's fuel this fire or let's judge these people or let's project our expectations on them. Like, no, all of that is toxic as well. So there will be some unlearning, hopefully, through these conversations so that together in this community, we will talk about the hard stuff, but we will also amplify the good. I love that so much. The unlearning just speaks to me. Success as a brand has been around for 125 years, and we are in our own stage of unlearning, you know, coming to terms with the idea that success is so deeply personal and so deeply unique and how we define that 
is as unique as we as these little details that make us 100% human. And so you'll be seeing this across all of our platforms across um, in the magazine, and of course, within in the details with Karen Allen. So we're really excited for these things to start coming together and for you and us as a brand to kind of unlearn together and grow together. Yes, well, I'm excited to see where this show goes. And listeners, thank you for being on the ride. Thank you for being here from the beginning. And we are really looking forward to unpacking all of these good, all the good knowledge and experience that our guests are going to share. So I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of In the Details with Karen Allen. Thanks. This has been In the Details. If you like the show, tell a friend. For more shows like this, go to success.com slash podcasts.